Okay, well, um, for those of you I haven't spoken to yet, my name is Elmer, and um, I'm from Utrecht PhD student from Utrecht University uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, and I'm with my, my supervisor. Um, before starting, I think it's good to say where exactly I stand in terms of research. My work is mainly grounded in public administration network research, which is um, a bit different from what we've been doing today. Um, power uh, and, and decision making and decision outcomes are not the main focus in this type of research. Instead, what's more important is what policies eventually do. So what kind of effect do they have on those people that are targeted by these policies? So that's that's the focus of, uh, of, of my research. And, um, and this particular study is on managerial networking. Uh, you will find that my network measure is actually quite crude in comparison to uh, what some of you people are doing. Um, but um, I connect that to, to performance of policies. And I do that for local government managers, their networking behavior with uh, local partners uh, and this effect on uh, clients of the policies they develop within uh, Dutch municipalities. Um, Dutch local service delivery, um, and it's in brackets because it's actually quite a general Western trend, um, has seen uh, you know, a number of trends. Um, there's political decentralization, especially in the human service sector, um, where political uh, responsibility and policymaking responsibility um, is increasingly being transferred to the local level, where local governments are responsible for developing um, also, we see an increase, um, although most of the services are still provided in-house, you know about Brown and Petoskey, uh, more and more services are being outsourced um, uh, by local governments uh, in contracts or, or, or relational contracting uh, to other partners from different sectors to provide uh, uh, services. Um, related to that, there's a trend of increased inclusive policy where these partners that have a stake in decision outcomes and play a role in the service delivery process um, are consulted uh, about the, the, the actual content of, of policies. As a consequence, we see um, that these local governments and the managers that operate within these local bureaucracies have increased political accountability. Um, they have held accountable for the, performances, for the performance of, of local policies that they develop, and they have to manage um, a multitude of relations with agencies in their environment from different sectors. So that's just the setting and the reason for studying this performance at the local level, which conveniently also gives you a lot of variation in performance while still being able to compare these municipalities. Uh, um, in the public management literature, um, there are, well, there's a mantra of positive network effects. I mean, I think this is true in general for network research. We know from managerial studies or more management-focused network research from Powell and others that uh, you know there's an emphasis on the positive effects in terms of economic benefits, learning, etc. And there was a call for uh, studying when networks actually become uh, well, whether actually limits on those positive effects or whether they can actually be um, cause negative effects on on, on outcomes. And so in the public administration literature, this is even less pronounced. So uh, there is a real positive effect everywhere, and it's unconditional on the type of setting you're networking in, basically. Um, although people recognize that, of course, in terms of maintaining ties and, and, and creating them, this costs time, energy, and resources, and there will be limits on ever expanding uh, your network. Um, 
And critically, um, when public management scholars study policy effectiveness, uh, the effectiveness is usually operationalized in terms of uh, process outcomes, have they learned, have they innovated, um, or in terms of aggregate client measures, so those that are being targeted by policies, the aggregate uh, drug abuse uh, go down, uh, the percentage point, the, uh, how many patients uh, were helped, how many patients were cured, that kind of thing. Um, and hardly ever are these effects studied at the level of the clients, the individual level of clients, being targeted by these policies. So if you don't actually study them at the client level, you always risk uh, ecological fallacy so that you know if you look at aggregate measures and you relate that to network management, you're never sure whether you've actually helped those clients uh, in the population. And then, uh, as was the case with the election studies, there are actually very few large and non-US studies that systematically study uh, effects of managerial networking on policy performance. Um, and those that do exist that are not uh, longitudinal. And there is a large body of uh, large-end research, but it's highly confined to the Texas school studies. Uh, maybe you've heard of them, um, that relate managerial networking to the performance of Texas school districts and study the managerial networking of, of Texas school managers. Um, that's a large body of research, which is basically the only reference point. So, um, and especially in the, in the Europe, there's not much work on this. So these are the gaps I try to fill. Um, I look at one type of network relation, information exchange relations of these local public managers um, in the policy making stage where they consult um, other partners uh, in their local network. Um, and I ask uh, how the diversity as one aspect of that, <coughs> that diversity, so actually heterogeneity, so probably a better word that I, I need to use, but called diversity now, how this affects um, the performance of the policies that they implement, and how does it affect uh, uh, policy, policy effectiveness, so the actual effectiveness of the services being provided uh, to those clients. Um, because um, empirically there seems to be um, a puzzle in the sense that a number of studies report positive effects of network diversity, uh, and they argue that in networks where managers contact many different kinds of actors, they're able to learn, they're able to learn about client conditions, how severe visit, what are the particular problems, um, how can we help them, what are the intervention methods possible, um, and what's the effectiveness of this population of intervention methods, if you will. Um, so that, that's the type of learning effect that these uh, authors <coughs> advocate and see as, a, as an explanation of, their, uh, of this positive effect. Then there are also studies that uh, actually find negative effects, and they focus on explanations saying that homogeneity in networks um, breeds trust, breeds goal consensus, uh, eases knowledge transfer, uh, and so on. So the more diverse your network is, the more difficult it becomes to uh, judge different pieces of information um, and be able to pick out those policies uh, that will be effective. Um, then, intuitively, you always think, think of, of management trying to affect causal relations between other contextual characteristics and policy outcomes. So, um, and this is a, a much neglected uh, type of reasoning in public management research where they basically always try to relate network management to performance directly. Um, the, especially the Meyer and Tool studies, they offer a number of contextual factors that might explain um, how network management either buffers or exploits 
uh, uh, buffers, uh, shocks that are negative to the organization or, or the policy uh, and exploit resources and information that come from partners. Um, one is resource munificence. Um, what studies find is that when resource munificence in the community in which the policy is implemented is low, performance is never going to be high because it's very difficult to uh, develop effective policies. But when resources are high, so we have a community, um, that means uh, this is very general, um, uh, when the part your partners and also the individuals uh, in that community, when they have high uh, human capital, social capital, it's going to be easy to, uh, to help the clients that are being helped. The types of clients we're talking about, uh, mental health patients, elderly, students, depending on the type of policy you're looking at. Um, when the, the reasoning here is the higher the resource munificence is, the easier it is for network managers that, that are managing a lot, so that they have many contacts in their environment that have high network diversity, are able to see where the money is and how best to spend it. Um, political difficulty in this context is a bit of a tricky one, but an important one. Uh, Texas school district independents are not really political actors. Um, but local government uh, officials, chief executives, are, and they operate in a political context where they are being, they are accountable to their elected local officials. Um, and um, their support is going to be important for the effectiveness of uh, their managerial network. Um, the assumption here is that uh, although elected officials uh, have set out general goals, uh, it's the public managers themselves <coughs> that have a lot to say, a lot of discretion in setting up the details uh, of actual uh, coordination in the, in the service delivery process when implementation um, is, is going on uh, and exactly what policy instruments are going to be used. Um, the idea is that when the uh, political parties or uh, politicians, elected officials, are very willing to invest in this particular policy area, um, network managers that are networking a lot, have a diverse network, are able to uh, promise their partners more, are able to elicit more trust. And uh, if they know that these local managers are backed up by their uh, government, um, you will have a more uh, productive cooperation. Then, um, <coughs> at the individual level, clients will have more or less severe conditions. And it's these conditions that policies try to solve. So. Uh, and these conditions, they can be more or less severe. And the more severe and more complex these problems are, um, and uh, touching upon different uh, areas. So, you know, if somebody doesn't get out of the house much, that may be because he's physically disabled, maybe because he's physically disabled and mentally disabled, maybe because he has no money and all the other two. So the more complex this problem is, the more complex it's going to be to solve. And the more uh, uh, valuable information from different types of partners in your network is going to be. That's at least uh, the reasoning behind this. So it will be more effective when task difficulty is actually high. Um, there's another one, stability, but I'm, uh, you know, the more unstable the environment is in terms of personnel or money or resource management, the more effective network management will be, but I'm not able to test this with my data. So, um, so what I end up with um, is First of all, that there is an inverse view relation between network diversity of public managers and uh, service effectiveness, and that uh, the effect of networking uh, will become stronger with higher levels of resource munificence, lower levels of political difficulty, and higher levels of task difficulty. 
Um, then, how do I try to test these um, hypotheses? Um, the setting is the social, so-called Social Support Act um, in the Netherlands, which is a national uh, law, um, which generally aims to uh, facilitate the independent functioning um, of disadvantaged social groups. And in the first stages of that law, that, that primarily means uh, elderly and people with physical or mental uh, impediments, but those are elderly also, most mostly. <laughs> Um, independent functioning is a bit of a uh, is, is a bit of a misleading term in the sense that instead of the philosophy is instead of solving the problems that are a consequence of not being able to function, uh, to do your daily tasks, to go out of the house, to uh, engage in social activities, um, to not try to cure those consequences, but try to help somebody to be socially involved, be able to run a household, and to uh, move around independently. So the services are targeted at that. Um, policies towards this goal are, uh, what, are made at the local level. So different municipalities in the Netherlands, there are 443 of them, they develop uh, their own policies um, with these local partners and uh, they have uh, decision-making discretion. The only thing is uh, from the national government uh, is, is all the funding and they are uh, held accountable not to national governments, but only to their local constituencies. Um, and just to get an idea about the types of services that are being provided and on the basis of which policy instruments are developed, household support, transport facilitation, meeting opportunities that can provide personal budgets, they will see where you can get the services, who will provide them, um, etc. cetera. Um, enacted in 2007. Um, then, um, uh, the SCP, that is the uh, Netherlands Institute for Social Research, uh, was contracted by national government to evaluate the effectiveness of this law. Is it working? Um, and um, they did that in a multi-level longitudinal sampling design. Uh, first of all, um, uh, they sampled the key local public managers that are responsible for uh, the coordination process and, and developing uh, policies. Uh, within these local uh, municipalities. Um, there are four, 43 municipalities. They sampled 383 of them, which is 83%. And they asked questions about um, the period in 2007 when these uh, uh, policies were discussed and, and being decided upon. And, and also, so the network questions refer to this period. Um, then, the Clients are actually identifiable uh, because they apply for services at, lo uh, at the local government. So, um, and for 81 municipalities, 5,000 or 5,500 of these clients were sampled, um, and there was a response rate of 73%. Um, to combine those, so these 81 municipalities unfortunately are not exactly the same as these um, 300, uh, as the ones within these 383. So you. Combining them, you end up with a little less, um, number, a smaller number of municipalities, uh, but still 71 and 3,500 uh, clients nested within an average about 50 clients per, per municipality. Um, then, um, quickly to the measures. Uh, so, the degree of independent functioning is the most important uh, thank you, a goal. Um, Based on the SSA law text, a number of items, four survey items uh, that have to do with being able to run a household, 
and uh, move in and around your house and also engage in social activities um, was constructed. It's a reliable scale, but it's only four-point uh, scale, so I, I simply summed it, uh, although Compact Alpha is really high for these items as well. Um, then for the network diversity measure, this is uh, a very simple proof network measure, but still captures network diversity um, for these local public managers. So it's a simple sum of these uh, the uh, types of organizations that you are that you have a relationship with um, in uh, SSA, SSA policy making. Um, we also try um, uh, to see via mocking skills whether there are differences in the types of patterns in the types of organizations that local governments affiliate with or have relations with, but it really seems to be one networking scale. So there are local managers that are either more or less active um, in contacting these organizations. Um, although it's a simple measure, great care was taken in terms of identifying and, and, uh, and making the categories of these organizations um, because they, they are very context specific and they need to be meaningful for the local managers filling out these surveys. So we had uh, stakeholder meetings in different parts of the countries where local government officials, politicians, um, and representatives from non-profit and profit organizations um, discussed this list um, so as to make it meaningful in terms of its categorization for those uh, public managers. And these are just a quick glance, I'm not going to discuss them, the types of organizations that were uh, being uh, mentioned. And overall, you can see I mean, the, they are quite active, these local managers. They say they're quite, that they involve many of these, uh, of these agencies, uh, consult many of these agencies. Um, that's at the level of municipality, of course, so for it's 71. Um, on many important characteristics, these 71, by the way, do not differ from the overall population of municipalities, the upper center. Um, then, yeah, I'm not going to go um, much into this, but the municipal status score is a community capacity measure. Uh, it's an SAS status score based, developed by the SCP in 2006, um, which is basically a principal component score based on uh, aspects of income, unemployment, and level of education. Um, then political difficulty. Uh, I used, I took the um, uh, Dutch Electoral Council data from 2006. On the basis of that, the coalitions were formed that were responsible for uh, policy making in the SSA in 2006-7. Um, I took the percentage of right-wing votes um, using the well standard uh, left-to-right scale uh, in, in, in Dutch politics um, to get an idea about and assuming that these parties on the right side would be less uh, willing to support uh, extra expenditures in this in this policy area. Then the most important individual predictor of uh, um, non uh, of non-independent functioning would be uh, is a is a uh, scale of, of eight items that that say are you able to wash yourself are you able to go here are you able to go there um, so without the help that you get from uh, from from anybody are you physically able to or are you mentally able to. Um, and then there are a number of control variables I'm not going into now, but not too many at the level of the municipality because there's still only 71 cases. Um, then uh, strategy, uh, multi-level design, obviously. 
um, we have these clients nested in, in municipalities where the network measures re refer to uh, uh, the municipal level, of course. Um, random intercept models, uh, only for the task difficulty model, we have a cross-level interaction because that's uh, an effect of networking on the effect of not being able to function on uh, eventual functioning after not uh, after receiving or not receiving help. Um, I'm not exactly sure whether I used the right strategy. I'd like to hear about this because there are still only 71 cases at the level of the municipality. So these interactions all have to do with network diversity. So combining them all in one model is not going to be uh, good and it's not going to yield um, uh, stable results. So what I did is did four models for the four different hypotheses with all the control variables in. Um, just quickly, um, I'm not going to show the results, just the main things. Um, for three of the interaction effects, we see the signs that, that we expected. For network diversity, the main effect is positive for uncentered coefficients, meaning that the negative interaction effect means that after some point, which in this case is 12 types, 12 of these 20 types of organization, um, the positive effect of network diversity actually becomes negative and in the level of independent functioning decreases. Also, very typical of the Netherlands, on this 4 to 16 scale, the average uh, level of being able to function independently is 12. So basically, we, we have very happy clients and, and Dutch LD people are, uh, you know, uh, do well in general. Um, this is, I think, a very interesting um, point, one of the things to think about. We were talking about effect sizes. Um, I wanted to show you that. I wasn't sure but to show you this <laughs> because it shows the effect is not that big. Um, the 4 to 5 percent, depending on the specific model you use, uh, means that the quadratic effect well, explains about minimum, maximum, is, the difference is about 4 to 5 percent in independent function. But you have to appreciate the fact that this is from local managers managing to eventually, one year later, uh, their clients being able to function more independently. And from what we've heard here about decision-making uh, and what happens uh, in this decision-making process, these power <coughs> things, intra-organizational management, all the things that can happen at the individual level, this is still quite substantial. In fact, um, and a lot is happening in between, and that's what we need to study uh, in future research, but it's actually very comparable to earlier studies we did in uh, education research where well, you find an effect size of about 10% uh, uh, for highly networking colleges and the satisfaction of their uh, clients. The Texas school studies um, that study networking and the, um, the, the, the impact on organizational performance, they find differences <coughs> and their effect size of networking is between, and they use pass rates, is between, let's say, 75% pass rate and a 79% pass rate. So, it really seems that this is the kind of effect size we're talking about when we are analyzing the networking behavior of public officials and the impact on the eventual impact on clients at the client level. Um, I thought this was quite interesting. Um, so just to summarize, <laughs> and there's considerable intermunicipal variation in independent function functioning. Uh, one other thing that was interesting is that we're actually able to partition and to say, okay, well, being in this municipality matters this much. And being uh, and at the individual level, there's a whole array of other things that are going on that uh, governments can or cannot influence, but that happen on the individual level. And actually, about 13% only uh, uh, of variation in independent functioning happens at the municipal level and can be explained. 
at the municipal level. One of the things being management. Um, and also, there, there really seems to be there seem to be diminishing returns to increased networking in this respect. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to leave it at that. Uh, yes, yeah, I tried different things. Actually, the funny thing is that many of the control variables don't seem to do much. For instance, you would expect that thing, general things, that size always matters, uh, would affect uh, uh, average levels of independent functioning. Larger municipalities doing perhaps better, perhaps not better. I'm not exactly sure about the reasoning there, but they they seem to be they have to have seem to have quite moderate effects actually. Um, Whereas this, this effect, it remains when you, even when you control, if you don't do interaction effects, if you control all these things just as control variables, that effect still remains. So, so it really seems saying. to be there, although the effects are just small. Yeah. And then, well, no, no, it's okay. Well, on, the, <coughs> on the U model, uh, the, the measurement at the bottom was network diversity. So that's yeah. not a measurement of contacts or centrality, it's no. ego network. It's very simple. Did you look at uh, just uh, the amount of contacts? Well, this is one of the things, of course, that are very interesting and that you lose when you have a big garbage can category of, uh, of some type of organization. And no, I don't know. So I don't know the number of organizations that local managers or that departments actually uh, engage in uh, information exchange. I tried to control for that to some extent for municipal size, you know, assuming right, that, right. that larger municipalities will have more of these organizations. They will also have larger uh, departments, more money. So these things will probably cancel each other out, which yeah. also may yeah. explain yeah. why yeah. size is not. Most of them, I expect, are just have dozens and dozens and dozens of contacts. So. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. And, yeah well, it's, it's also, I mean, also, I mean, there are many things that are interesting to know here uh, that I don't know. I mean, for instance, you don't know exactly um, uh, what these other organizations want and to what extent they're actually dependent on local governments. Um, you can assume things about this. I mean, some organizations, based on their goals and, and type of organization, will be more or less dependent on them. It's also interesting to know whether they see these organizations in platforms where they discuss these policy issues collectively or whether these are mainly bilateral relations between certain organizations and local governments. So, but and then just a quick follow-up. Uh, you know, you use this proxy for political difficulty, which probably was the most reasonable thing you could do, uh, given, although my suspicion is, is that political difficulty is a much, much more complex issue. Yeah, this is it definitely a weak point. You know, tensions over uh, control, and, and oftentimes you may have uh, political affiliates who are exactly the same party or the same kind of affiliation, and uh, it's about personalities. Yeah. So I just, uh, you know, I, given the data set you're using, I'm sure you can't get at that kind of granularity. But I'm, you know, a survey would, that said, you know, please discuss the amount of political difficulty you encountered might actually capture that more. But I don't think you have that data in this right. set. No, I, I completely agree that this is a weak, weak spot and that this is definitely not the whole story because there are also issues like discretion involved. I mean, if you're, uh, if you're, uh, if you're more inclined to, exp uh, to, to spend more on a certain policy area, you also really want to know what's going on there and you're going to 
uh, be tight on what these local managers are doing and the degree of discretion they have in developing effective policies. So there's a lot going on probably there. And yeah, I actually I think I do have some some information that's still working in this part. But it's it's really an important context characteristics for this setting because they are operating in this uh, political last question. So I mean I guess I just wouldn't call it network diversity. It's really network size. I mean you don't you're counting up the number of contacts. I don't think that, that, that uh, uh, I mean, diversity and size in this case, I think, are, are probably correlated. And, and I, my comment, I don't think is, you know, at all, uh, you know, a deadly comment to your analysis, which I think is actually quite interesting, but it's really just size, and that's fine. I would just re relabel it that, essentially. Diversity would, would require somehow getting at, like, the different types of organizations there, the different types of information that's available. Yeah, well, that's actually um, what I try to point at, because these different organizations are really perceived as functionally different organizations with whom these local public managers interact. And they definitely have uh, very specific uh, goals, strategies, past experiences, and so on. So if you want to use the information advantage argument, you want, I mean, you want to discern being a different type of organization to having a tie to a similar type of organization within the same category. Yeah, but your measurement doesn't do, doesn't give me that fine, nuanced type of distinction. I would argue it's just because you don't know. I mean, I think they're correlated: the number of contacts and the diversity of information mm -hmm. which you're exposed to. But you're not directly measuring that, so. Yeah, I, I don't know about size anyway, so I don't know how many. Well, you do know about size. You counted up the number of contacts, so that's yeah, but for density. Yeah, but for specific types, kind of categories, categories, organizations, categories. Yeah, but still, there's fifty. There's 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 twenty organizations on your list, and your isn't your major just a sum of the number yes no yeah. answers to that? Yeah. So that's a proxy for the density of your. Yeah. So well, there's a, there's a there's a there's a fixed. Yeah, there's, there's a fixed maximum here. Yeah. And so this optimal level of 12 is, yeah, well, I don't, I'm not really sure it's how to square look at effect that. in your, uh, yeah. you square, you have a square term in the, to get your, your yeah. U shape, right? Yeah. So you're looking at the, where the flexion point is. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and that, I think, in this case, is not that meaningful. It's only meaningful for this context, maybe. But again, for to define these types of actors, I mean, the measure is quite crude, but these are really, seem to be really the best consensus on that. This is, these are the main types of, Foci for these, for these. But the list is organizational types, not organizations. Yeah, right, for sure. Yeah. So then, then it's something that means simply that they have context to different types of organizations. Yeah. But, but then I would say this is more a proxy. So what you have is a proxy of size, but what you definitely measure is the variety of different types they, they, yeah. they keep on. Yeah. So th the other way around, I think. I think it's much closer to how you diversity or heterogeneity than to size. It's correlated with size, it's true, but uh, <coughs> what, you, what you first measure is to what extent I, I have context, I don't know how much, but I have context to different types of organizations. Yeah. That's what you measure. And it will be correlated with size. Yes, no, it will be correlated, that's for sure. Thank you very much. I think we leave some questions for the last one.